200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. I'm here in St. Louis, Missouri, at ILEDA 2019 with all of my wonderful police trainer friends. <laughs> Delighted to be here with Dan Green. Dan, you and I met a bunch of years ago, and we've talked a lot about the importance of the FTO, how the FTO is in... The FTO and the sergeant are probably the linchpins of law enforcement um, and the FTO is super important in training uh, our officers to be really really good on the job and you talk a lot about how the FTO and and how trainers can set a proper environment for learning can you talk a little about that you bet and again uh, thanks Doug thanks for having me uh, it's been first of all personal on a personal note very good to know you over the last several years and thank you for all the work you do oh, here appreciate with this that. So setting the environment for the training environment for, uh, for field training, it's different from a classroom. It's different from the academy. Uh, it's, not, um, uh, it's not content driven. You know, it's, it's problem driven. It's situational driven. Uh, but uh, a lot of field training officers or police training officers, uh, FTOs, PTOs, however we, whatever we choose to call yeah, them. Yeah, whatever the vernacular right. is. So a lot of our in- field instructors, right? Okay. A lot of our field instructors... Uh, sometimes lose sight on how setting the environment can be intentional. So, yeah, we're out in the field and we're working the job and we take calls, call after call after call, and the world will give us the things we need to do, right? Mm -hmm. But as an instructor, we can still be intentional about setting the right type of environment so that what we're trying to teach sticks. Because uh, I've made an argument for the past several years that if we teach and we teach and we teach, but they don't learn, then you're not mean, teaching. Then we're not teaching, yeah. meaning that in learning is retaining, right? So we can we can I can have a nice long conversation today with someone about uh, about anything tomorrow and I have it forgotten and it's been for naught. So we don't want that yeah. in the FTO world. Yeah, I mean the, the saying is, is if they didn't learn, you didn't teach. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I certainly didn't come up with that, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So the goal is retention, and part of achieving retention for your students is being very intentional about the environment we teach in. So how do you, because, you know, the environment is determined by your shift, by your mm-hmm. seg, you know, you know, your patrol area, right. uh, your environment is determined by a lot of things that are not within the control of that FTO. That's right. So the parts of it, you know, that, that you can control are... The communication, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, mood. The, the mood. The attitude. The, the, what, what it feels like inside the squad That's car. That's right. And the relationship you build right, with the student. Right. So some of the, some of the intentional things that an FTO can do, um, you know, explain some of those things. Because they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, there's a, Brian Willis says it so well. There's the difference between simple and easy. Right. Simple is the lack of complication. You know, easy is the lack of effort. Right. So it's simple. 
but it's not easy. It's not easy because the world throw, the world does give us storms. It's yep. going to rain on us, and it's going to get cold. I'm in Phoenix. It's going to get hot. My boots are going to stick to the asphalt, and uh, making the environment intentionally making your environment a positive one means <clears throat> if your boots are indeed melting to the asphalt, then don't have that critical conversation right there. Right. So you can very intentionally move your conversation that lesson learned you want to teach you can move it to an air conditioned environment or a heated environment or you can get out of the rain these are things it and you know doug it sounds simple when we talk about it but in some of the fto schools that we talk that that i teach at uh some of the ftos go you know what i just forget those things like you said easy and simple right yeah so we we just forget to go someplace if the environment is giving us um uh, weather issues or whatever it might be, then yeah, remove yourself from that. Go someplace where that conversation is going to stick. But that is like, that's God giving us something to, to work with. Right. Mm-hmm. But what about us? The most intentional way we can alter the environment and create a more positive learning environment where lessons can stick is by altering our moods, our attitudes, our character, um, the, the, the type of language you, we use, being very intentionally, positively reinforced. And I, I don't necessarily mean pom-poms and being a cheerleader, but I mean motivational and influence. Right. There's a, multiple, a lot of research done and multiple books written by a guy named Malcolm Knowles. Uh, and I've jumped on board with that for the past several years. And he's come up with a handful of principles that make a lot of sense when it comes to building that type of environment. So a couple of them are uh, work, have a collaborative environment. So you and the student working together so that the student is engaged. And he, what Michael Knowles says is that the level of engagement is equal to the level of retention. Mm. So if, if me, the teacher, and you, the student, are actually working together to make education happen, then we're building a relationship of trust there, and mm-hmm. retention's gonna, and lessons are going to stick. Uh, he also talks a lot about uh, being social. So not only is my student collaborating with me, but collaborating with his peers. And I, I got to tell you, I don't think I'm alone. If I go back about 23 years when I went through field training, I don't think I'm alone when it wasn't that way. M- me and my, my instructors were out on an island and almost forced to work alone, solo, and uh, without the assistance or collaboration of anybody else. Now, there are times when you want young officers to show that type of skill, but that doesn't, it's not all the time. Right. So let them collaborate with their peers. Let them learn as a group. Let them, you know, like, uh, call a friend, right? The old game <laughs> show, call a friend. Yeah, phone a friend. Because there are going to be times when that's reality for them as an experienced officer, right? right? So don't forget in the FTO world to be creative. There's a lot of science out there about, about uh, creating right, the right type of environment. There's a lot of science about adult learning. Uh, but if uh, I, I don't like the term thinking outside your box, thinking outside the box. But if... Um, it makes sense to a lot of people, so get creative about what you're going to present and how you're going to teach it. Use multimedia approach, videos and podcasts and that type of stuff. You know, I think about the fact that there not only are different types of learners, you know, there are learners who are visual, there are learners who are, you know, hands-on and, you know, experiential, but we're, we have a different generation of learners now right who are you mentioned multimedia you mentioned social media you mentioned these these things that you know you and i are 
kind of old guys. I'm finger quotes in the air. We're not that old, but we're we're older ish, and we have to have the ability for trainers to understand that these these folks who are coming in now they have different experience life experience you know we grew up without the internet correct we grew up without nintendo or xbox we grew up without fogger was the most advanced game i ever played mobile phones <laughs> remember when having a pager was really cool <laughs> and you if you had a sky pager that was really really cool um so we have to account for the fact that you know the FTOs uh, are from a generation that you, most FTOs have got twenty on or fifteen on or more, and they're dealing with folks who have a different life experience, right? And so right. you have to set the environment that makes them be comfortable and capable. Whereas you know what's your comfort zone is, you know I'm a early fifties guy. <clears throat> not 1950s, but 50 years old. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but, you know, what made me comfortable back in the 80s when I was growing up isn't the same thing as good, what's going to make someone comfortable here in 2019, right? It's the what you just said is the linchpin of a lot of the lessons I teach in FTO schools, and that is to change your perspective as, as an instructor. So the lesson I want to teach is not from the perspective of the instructor, but from the perspective of the student. Mm. So what kind of tricks and what kind of techniques and what kind of technology am I going to use so that my student finds it attractive? All right, they, They've got to be attracted to the message I'm going to deliver so that it soaks in and, it, and they retain it. So one of the most dangerous things about being a law enforcement instructor, whether it's in the field or the classroom or on mm-hmm. the range, is taking our experiences and who we are as people and what we've learned to know over time and then anchoring ourselves to an era of law enforcement instruction that over the course of now 20 years or so has grown obsolete. So you're talking about perspective, right? And there's a a very classic cartoon about perspective where two men are standing on either side of the number six or is it the number nine or is it the number six? And they look at each other and they argue about the truth of what they see. And when the truth is that they're both right, it's just a matter of perspective. You remind me of a, a, a story I was told long ago. I can't claim this. There are two hikers, one on either side of a valley going up mountains. One's on the east side, one's on the west side. The sun is at noon. The sun, therefore, is directly in the south. One hiker says to the other, the hiker on one side says, look at those wonderful shadows cast by the sun. Beautiful from left to right. And the other guy goes, well, no, I mean, it's beautiful, yes, but they're from right to left. The fact of the matter is, is they're from south to north. Their perspectives are both correct, right. you know? Right. So it's, you, have to, you have to put yourself in the, in the position of the person that, that you're trying to instruct. Correct, and their perspectives is what counts. When we got a lesson, they, if we want them to learn the lesson we're trying to teach, then it's their perspective that counts. Right. And if we're, I'm a 46-year-old man, and if I'm working with a 26-year-old man, and again, in the classroom or on the range or in the field, and they're going to find uh, a, an instruction technique that is heavily involved with technology, I better learn how to use technology. Right. And that way I don't become an obsolete instructor. Right. Dan, sure. you will never become an obsolete uh, instructor. I, I, I sincerely believe you will be an instructor for the rest of your life, whether or not it's professionally or personally. Uh, I really appreciate, appreciate that. everything that you've done to help me get better at my job and get 
all of your officers better at their jobs. That's the goal. All right. Uh, Doug Wiley with Police One. Thanks again for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast.